Hello, listeners. It is midnight in Mercy Mountain once again, and I, Julian Glass, am here to steady your nocturnal souls. Tonight's broadcast is the continuation of a story. A story about local sharpshooter and newest missing persons investigator, Sid Jones. Sid spent the day calling the witnesses and checking whether the salesman came into any of the stories for the remaining missing people. Disappointingly, not everyone had seen the salesman near the missing people or had heard of him stopping by. This was partly due to some missing people living alone, as there were no others in the home to witness the visit. This was partly due to the possibility that there was no connection to the salesman, but every single person who had been visited by the salesman and then vanished had done so within a week of the visit, give or take. Sid talked to Zerbas and asked for permission to request from the public that anyone who had been visited by the salesman contact Sid. Permission was granted, so Sid reached out to Mercy Mountain Radio and the Daily Dispatch. Both places agreed to send out the message to the public. In the meantime, Sid needed to look for the salesman himself. How was Z to begin? Perhaps it was time Z asked for advice. Sid swallowed anxiously at the prospect. Who was the most approachable, or rather, the least unapproachable? Martin Richards was okay, but Sid was rather averse to being open with him in any capacity. Niels Gustafsson was missing. Sid had never met him. That left Kalina Kaminska. Kalina, the large, gray-haired woman who constantly scowled. Though behind her expression there did seem to be not a kindness, but rather a lack of actual hostility. Sid waited for Martin to leave the bullpen before Z wheeled over to Kalina's desk. Can I ask you for some advice? Kalina looked over from her computer screen, her face as grumpy as ever. Ask away, she said brusquely. Sid explained the situation as concisely as possible. Kalina seemed interested. I heard on Midnight on Mercy Mountain last night that he was on Basilisk Avenue. I would try that area first. What do I do if I don't find him there? Sid asked. Didn't you ask MMR and the dispatch to send people who saw him your way? Just wait until tomorrow. Duh, Sid thought. Should have thought of that. Cringing inwardly, Z thanked Kalina and returned to Zerdesk to pack up for the evening.
Z would get dinner and a tarot reading to go from the Bean Throne and cruise around the Basilisk Avenue area. The long evening and night proved fruitless and boring. The most interesting thing was a white-tailed deer racing into the middle of the road, where it stopped, nostrils quivering, eyes blinding white from Sid's headlights. Sid went to bed at 2 a.m., feeling Z had failed the missing people and those that loved and depended upon them. Z woke up at 8 a.m., feeling much the same. At 9 on the dot, Sid got a call from a number Z didn't recognize. Investigator Jones, Z answered. The voice on the other end was stiff and practiced. Hello, Investigator. My name is Anne O'Connor. I heard your request on the radio last night and would like to tell you that the salesman visited me two days ago. Hello? Is Ms. O'Connor an acceptable way to refer to you? Yes. Ms. O'Connor, thank you for calling. I would like to speak with you about your encounter with the salesman. Would you be willing and able to come in to participate in a short interview? The two hashed out a time for Anne to come in, which would be in two hours. She could not leave her job as an office manager until then. Sid hoped that Anne would not disappear. Sid hoped Z would receive many more calls in the meantime. Z received two, one from a Pedro Diaz and the other from the mayor herself, Stephanie Vaughn. Pedro could not come in until after the workday was over, but Mayor Vaughn could come in at 1 p.m. Sid contemplated next steps as he waited for Anne and Mayor Vaughn to come. 11 o'clock arrived, then ticked by. At 10 minutes after, Sid called Anne using the same number Anne had used to call him, but there was no answer. Sid left a brief voicemail and set down their phone as worry rose in their throat. At half past, Z looked up the number for Anne's place of work and called there. When Z asked to speak to Anne, the person on the other end said she had left over half an hour before. Sid kicked himself for not getting some basic information about the encounter over the phone earlier. To pacify himself, Z decided to stop by Anne's house after work, but Z still had to wait for their next two interviews. So until then, Sid sat rubbing her temples and staring at the computer screen. Investigator Jones? Sid looked up to see Mayor Vaughn standing next to her desk. Z greeted her and asked her to sit. Thanks for coming. Are you ready to begin the interview? Mayor Vaughn nodded. Sid took a deep breath. What can you tell me about the visit from the salesman? The mayor's story was typical. The day before, the salesman had rung her doorbell. She had let him inside. She could not remember what exactly had happened after that not even whether she had bought anything. Sid then asked questions about the mayor's statement, but nothing new came to light. 
at least not until Sid asked if Mayor Vaughn had seen the salesman at any other point. She had once seen him hanging around the haunted, vacant lot on North Paris Green Street. Excitement sparked inside Sid. Z suddenly wanted to usher out Vaughn as soon as possible, but Z needed to finish the interview. Unfortunately, nothing new was revealed. After Mayor Vaughn left, Sid gathered up Zer things in preparation to head out to take a look at the haunted, vacant lot before Pedro Diaz came in. Z was stopped by a shadow falling over Zer desk. Sid looked up to see a man sporting a gray jacket, gray slacks, a gray tie, and a gray hat. He carried a gray suitcase. His skin was neither dark nor light. His eyes were neither light nor dark. His hair was similar. The salesman had come to visit. This episode was written and performed by Mallory Spencer. Music was written by Erica Pyrrhus. Music was performed by Moss Grady. The logo was designed by the Podcast Design Company. For more, visit MallorySpencer.com or at MallorySpencerWrites on Instagram.